Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado Radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire, and let's go right to the phones. And, Nate, I just announced how they can sign up for our contest. And I'm sure you're going to probably put the link on your Facebook page. I'll put it on mine. And what you do is there's going to be a, a sign-up. at You go to 104.3 The Fan. You go to the menu. Go to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, and you'll find a sign-up uh, link with a banner to click on. And I'm excited because I get to go fishing with Nate Zielinski. <laughs> Absolutely, Terry. You know, it's going to be fun. Uh, it's been many years since uh, since you and I hit the ice together with Chad and Bernie. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I'm excited. Whether uh, whether we ever get to do it by, by ourselves and have fun or we uh, we do it through a contest, it's nice. Whatever we got to do to get us on the water together. So, well, and you exciting. know, you, you and I have been just so involved in the ice fishing community for so long. Uh, me much longer than you, only because I'm a couple years older <laughs> than you. But and it's it's something. It's one of our favorite ways of fishing, the hard water. And there's so many opportunities here that we're going to have just a good time. And people just they need to go and and enter the contest. They've got till September. And I've been told that uh, the uh, the salesman at the fan told me we're going to find a way to provide food for the day, and it's just going to be a blast. Nate, let's move on now though, because there's some great stuff going on right now. People need to be on the water. What do you got going on? You know, it's just that we're in that soft season where we. Uh we have unbelievable ice fishing. We have unbelievable open water. But with uh, with the nicer temps that we're looking at, I think everybody's really excited about open water. So we're going to kind of switch gears. Uh, we still, again, we still have some good ice fishing going on. But with uh, with a lot of the front range opening to boats, um, you know, Jackson Reservoir, I believe, opened. Uh, I think it opens today or tomorrow. It's right at that cusp. Chatfield Cherry Creek are open. Pueblo's open. Uh, so you know, a lot of these premium walleye fisheries are up. And we kind of wanted to touch base on that because I know that my phone's been blowing up. Everybody's asking. Um, you know, we, we've been talking about the pre-spawn, the spawn, talking about knowing which fish you're on, talking about the conditions. And everybody's calling and saying, hey, we got on the water. We were hoping to know what fish we were on, but we're, we, we don't quite know. You know, are they spawning? Are they pre-spawning? And I would say if you took an average and say, hey, you know, the last 10 years or whatever, you know, five years, um, I would say we are ahead of schedule. Um, you know, we always talk about that with the elk, right? You know, just generally speaking, everybody says, uh, you know, the walleye spawn, you know, like the, the dam closes March 15th on a lot of our reservoirs for the spawn and crossing to take place by CPW. Um, but I would say we're ahead of schedule. We're seeing a lot of fish in that spawn mode right now. So, um, I would say it's that, that situation. I, you know, I hate to say it, but I think we opened for boating just a skosh late. Um, and we missed a lot of that real peak pre-spawn bite. Um, you know, the peak of the pre-spawn, these fish are sitting on structure. Um, it's very similar to fishing in May. You know, you can throw jigs to them, and, and you're catching fish in a lot of different manners. Uh, there's still some pre-spawn fish. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's completely done. Um, but a good portion of that, that pre-spawn bite, you know, majority of masses speaking, um, I would say a lot of those fish have moved past pre-spawn. Uh, a lot of fish are going through the spawning ritual that night. Uh, a lot of fish are staging in deeper water near their spawning site, kind of, uh, kind of slowing down their feeding activities. Uh, and really putting a lot of focus on spawn, which, uh, you know, good or bad, it's great to see. We love seeing that happen just because uh, the sooner they get done spawning, the sooner they're in post-spawn, and the sooner that we uh, we are absolutely pounding them in that post-spawn condition. Uh, but there's still a lot of fish. I mean, looking back, I was on Chatfield 
Uh, when it opened on Wednesday, we've been at Cherry Creek. When it opened on Tuesday, uh, so we've been hitting all the different bites, catching some good fish. Um, and again, we're seeing pre-spawn, seeing pawn, uh, spawning fish. Uh, but generally speaking, I'll say a lot of these fish are just ahead of schedule moving into that spawning uh, condition. Well, and there's a couple of things I want to point out too, and that uh, some of all the lakes aren't going to hit this at the same time. Pueblo probably hits it before Cherry Creek, and Cherry Creek before Chatfield, and Chatfield probably before Aurora and Horsetooth. So you can and Carter. So because exactly. there's some colder, so. So there's still, and if you don't have a boat, there's still time to get out at those twilight hours because there's still going to be a lot of these big females staging pre-spawn and starting to feed. The other thing I want you to touch on, Nate, is people read all the magazine articles and they hear about post-spawn walleyes. And like you're on the Missouri River, well, they hear that these fish migrate 50 miles and you got to intercept them somewhere. The migration to where they feed on Cherry Creek or Chatfield <laughs> is probably about 15 feet from where they spawn. It, it, it's maybe a little different area. You may go from a dam to the swim beach, but it's still not going to be that far away, is it? Yeah, 100%, Terry. You know, when you when you look at the magazines, I actually was talking to uh, to our guest last week at, at Bass Pro, talking to Keith Cavallis and Chase Parsons. We were talking about that because, you know, probably the biggest study uh, in the country on walleye spawn and pre-spawn is on the Detroit River. They've done more tagging on the Detroit River than anything else. It's something like like 60 to 80 million walleyes swim up the Detroit River to spawn uh, from Lake Erie. It's, it's massive. They have underwater cameras that are running live so you can watch this thing. Uh, it's incredible. But that's where all the studies are. So they literally take a fish and you know, put in you know, tracking mechanisms. And they watch these fish, and they watch them spawn on the Detroit River, and then they follow them until they start feeding. And generally speaking, it's like 10 days to two weeks before these fish actually have something in their stomach. And that's where they take the entire process, what you're reading about, what you hear about. Everybody's like, oh, man, when a walleye spawn, it takes you know, 10 days to two weeks before the fish start feeding. But in reality, the first food that they find is when they migrate all the way back down the Detroit River, go out on Lake Erie, and really it's before they hit, like, Breast Bay or hit the islands before they have food, which is like you're saying is 30 to 70 miles. Um, so it's not a situation of they're low on energy and they're not hungry. It's a situation of them having to travel to their food source. And like you said, Chatfield Cherry Creek, they spawn, and literally you know, two and a half minutes later, they have food that is available for them to feed on. And a lot of times those fish are taking it. Um, so, I mean, literally when these fish hit post-spawn, I mean, if you give them a half a day, that is ample time for these fish to, to, to be actively feeding and be aggressive. So we, we do love that factor. And the reason we always talk about post-spawn, I think it's important. Um, I'm, you know, I, I think it's always good to let fish spawn naturally, but a lot of our lakes, they don't have that, that option. Um, you know, they do spawn, but they don't really, you know, the eggs don't take necessarily. So not so much that I'm speaking out of conservation and not hit the spawning fish. The reason I po you know, I really preach post-spawn is just the opportunity. So you have a pre-spawn fish. Let's just say Chatfield Cherry Creek. You have so much food there. A pre-spawn fish, you have to put the bait right in their face, just like you do always. You know, you have to be within a couple of feet of them, be within that, you know, six-inch to foot strike zone above them to really make these fish want to take that bait. A spawning fish, you really have to hit on the head. You have to put your bait inches from them to, to get in their way to where they want to push the bait out of their way, uh, and you hook them that way. But a post-spawn fish... This fish is starving. This fish lost 30% of its body weight during spawn. This fish will swim 15 feet to hit your lure. This fish will go up and down in the water column a ways. 
So it's more the fact that we love post-spawn fish because it presents more opportunity to us, the angler. We don't have to be flawless. Your speed doesn't have to be perfect. Your color doesn't have to be perfect. You can have a lot of imperfections on a post-spawn fish and have an amazing day on the water. So that's why we really, uh, you know, we talk about post-spawn so much. It's more just the opportunity that fish are, are feeding more aggressively and are easier to catch by us, the angler. Uh, a couple of quick things, because I don't want to run out of time here, and I want you to touch on. One is, I think that Aurora and Poston, probably, like I said, Carter, are still going to be pre-spawn, and they're going to be great shore opportunities. Now, what about Chatfield and Cherry Creek? Is, is there still a shore opportunity, or are you going to have to chase Absolutely, these? no. There's still a shore opportunity right now for, for both some pre-spawn fish and definitely some spawning fish. Um, you know, As of right now, they're planning on closing the dams March 15th. Uh, till April 15th from 4 p.m. to 9 a.m., and that's going to allow the, the spawning operations to take place. Um, I actually got a call in this morning to, to a couple of the biologists. I'm waiting to hear back from them. There's a chance they might start earlier. I know they're starting on Pueblo earlier, um, so they're going to start this week on Pueblo, so they're going to close those dams on Pueblo a little earlier than normal. Uh, Oh, I got a sneeze. Sorry about that, Terry. <laughs> um, so they're going to close down the, the Pueblo Dam just a little earlier than normal to start their spawning operations. But as of right now, you can still fish the rocks at, at Cherry Creek, uh, Chatfield. There's a lot of opportunity for some great fishing taking place there. And same thing is, you know, if you look for your for your main points going out into the lake, um, and those are going to be some awesome opportunities for for daytime pre-spawn fish as well. Uh, so those opportunities definitely exist. And as far as Aurora, we really see those fish going into spawn, you know, closer to to April first. Uh, and sometimes we see those fish spawning even as late as early in May. Um, so those opportunities definitely last a lot longer. So uh, no matter which cycle of fish you want, um, those opportunities are definitely going to exist longer. Uh, your Aurora's, your, your horse tooth, your Carter. So that's definitely a good opportunity. And the other thing we want to touch base on, you know, talking about all these phases of fish, is the electronics. And the more that we see this, you know, I, we sold so many boats, you know, in the last couple of months, you know, and you see everybody picking up their new boats. You know, there's been boat deliveries in Denver every day to multiple marinas. Um, everybody's getting new boats just that time of year. And so many of us are putting on an amazing electronics on our boats, no matter what the brand, you know, whether you're running Lowrance or Hummingbird or Garmin, everybody's putting in these, you know, these great units, you know, and they, they have such capabilities. But yet, if you look at the average angler, you know, you contacted 100 boaters and you asked them about their electronics. For so many people, these, you know, $1,000 units are nothing more than a glorified depth unit. And they're still not using their capabilities of, of side imaging and, and really understanding it. So really, right now, we're talking about really putting emphasis. Get on YouTube. I mean, watch all the videos you can, you know, understand your electronics to where when you go out there, especially like the side imaging to where you can, you know, cover these fish in shallower water, you can see the spawning fish, you can see the pre-spawn fish up in that shallow, but all of a sudden you can use your electronics and you can, you know, even if you have to drive around for three or four hours, um, it's one of those things that finding the fish, finding the forage, finding active fish and finding the right fish is so important this time of year as these things are literally changing almost every day. You know, you can go out today and then tomorrow it'd be totally different. Just because anytime you're dealing with cycles of spawning fish, it does change every day and pressure affects them differently. And you know, just so much goes into it that trusting your electronics and utilizing your electronics is the number one way to, to catch more fish this time of year. All right, Nate, we're almost out of time, but I do want to tell you, I just got a message. They're going to set the nets at Cherry Creek and Chatfield on Monday. Perfect. So they're doing it early. We love that. So awesome. So uh, so they'll be closing down that dam early. So uh, 
If you want to get out there, get out there tonight before everything shuts down. Yep, and if you can't get out there, you're still going to have the, the lakes where they're not doing the spawning activity that we've yep. mentioned. Aurora, Carter, there's a bunch where they don't take spawn. You can still go out and fish those. Nate, um, if people wanted to book a trip, catch some of these big walleyes, how do they get a hold of you? Absolutely. You know, go to tightlineoutdoors.com. Uh, we're celebrating 18 years of guiding here in Colorado. Uh, you know, it's all the, the process of education, meet with that, that great fishing experience. We'd love to have you out. So, again, go to tightlineoutdoors.com. I will say we are, uh, we're getting about 20 to 25 calls a day right now. Uh, so, uh, if you have time, sit in front of your calendar, book your trip today. We'd love to get you on the schedule before we sell out. And they get to fish with somebody who grew up watching me on television. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a misnomer because you never grew up that's that i didn't ever grew up but uh, i definitely have watched you my whole life from uh, when i was a very young person well i'll tell you what people need to uh, go to our facebook pages both of us and we'll put some ways up they can enter that ice fishing contest too it'll be a good time they can fish with both of us thank you my friend all right we'll talk to you soon Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by honey smoked fish company smoked salmon the secret is in the fire Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company, Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. It's time now for Terry's Tackle Tip of the Week. All right, it is time for our Tackle Tip. And joining us to do our Tackle Tip of the Week, we have Hall of Fame angler and television house host of the Lake Commandos television series, and a friend of mine, Steve Panaz. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, Terry. It's, uh, you know, we're going to talk today about a bait that you want to talk to us about. And the timing really couldn't be better because uh, unlike you and I who've lived in Minnesota for years or in that area, fished that area forever, it, uh, we don't get to fish the walleyes up there during the spawn and the pre-spawn. We're here in Colorado where I'm at now. We get to fish the walleyes through the pre-spawn, the spawn, and the post-spawn activity. And that allows us to do a lot of shore and boat fishing. And one of the baits that's extremely effective for that is a, a jerk bait. And you, you're one of your favorite jerk baits is the cutter from Berkeley. Is that right? I, it really is. I mean, what I like about the bait is it's so versatile. You can fish it as a jerk bait. You can troll it. You can uh, just do a straight retrieve. And it's got that classic minnow action that triggers a lot of strikes, especially in cold water periods like we're in right now. Now, do you do you do you gravitate? You know, there's several models of the cutter. There's the 110. There's the 90. There's the shallow versions and the skinny versions. Do you gravitate to any in particular, or is it kind of situational? It's really situational. The, the, the difference between the, the, the typical cutter and the shallow version is they both have a, a coffin bill, which gives it a lot of roll and flash uh, without a lot of rod movement. But the shallow version just runs a little bit shallower. And the one that, that like the standard 110, will run uh, the, the bill more off the front of the bait. So you'll get more of a, a downward stroke with the bait. And really the fish will let you know what they want. But if I'm looking shallow, I go with the shallow divers. I'm looking for a little bit more depth. That'll go with the uh, the standard model. Well, you know, they're extremely lifelike looking in their action. I've been a firm believer for many years, I want to get your thoughts on this, that minnow-shaped baits, you know, we talk over the years as anglers and doing TV and writing and things we do about fish getting conditioned to baits. But I think the more realistic uh, a bait performs in the water, the less chance there is fish get conditioned because they're going to eat those things and they can't quit eating minnows and this just uh, does such a great job of imitating an injured minnow doesn't it it does you know what's interesting i live on a lake and uh, i'll get up in the morning i'll watch a boat work a spot and then i'll 
work in the yard or something. I'll see another boat stop in and I'll hit in and have a launch and another boat pops in. And I don't think people realize how pressured our fish are nowadays, especially with the mapping packages that we have. And so the top spots get hit multiple times per day. And when you can come in and present a bait that looks natural, acts realistic and looks realistic, it's really an opportunity for catch to catch fish that others just aren't going to get. What are some of your tips for working the cutter? I mean, I, I always talk about the cadence and the pause. I, I assume those are important to you also. Absolutely. The one thing I like, I like to start with the line. I either go with a monofilament, which is a neutrally buoyant line, or I actually go to a, a fluorocarbon, which will sink a little bit. I don't like braids on a, on a bait like, uh, like a cutter because that actually floats up above the bait. And a lot of times I'm convinced that the fish will actually see that lo- that line above the bait. Uh, and and it is, I, I've seen them spook fish on that. So I'll start with the line. I'll start with either mono or floral. Usually floral because I like to have that down below the bait or keeping that done thing down. And then the other thing is the, the actual stroke. Uh, when you rip that bait forward, uh, you want to do it with a slack line. So you want to hear a little hiss when you go, and what that does is it gives that, that bait enough slack that it, you can walk the dog underneath. The, 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 so that head of the bait is going to go one side and then back to the other. And then the other thing is the pause. So there are times when you need to, to you know, maybe pause for a quarter second. Sometimes you need to pause for three or four seconds and really kind of play with the, the stroke, the number of strokes, and then two of the paws, and, and that's really the key to be fishing jerk baits effectively. Wayne, on the jerk bait, we talk about it in cold water, but it can be fished year-round. It's a tremendous bait when the fish are active, too. One of the things I've found here when we're fishing, especially if we're shore, covering the shore for some of these big pre-spawn walleyes, is you can't almost pause that bait long enough. When you're thinking that you've paused long enough, pause a couple seconds more, and don't you don't have to get erratic. And just the opposite, if I'm over active bass and we're getting into June, I may never pause it. I may just keep the erratic movement. Do you find that too? Exactly. It's it's one of those baits that is real versatile in terms of how you present it. Uh, and it is. Uh, if the fish are more active, fish, fish it fast. And if they're not active, especially pre-spawn walleyes in the cold, uh, you want to fish it actually very, very slowly. Any particular colors, or do you go by situational, too? Well, one of the things with Lake Commandos is uh, we hit two bodies of water, or a body of water with two different presentations. And I found that a lot of times when you're in a, a real clear water lake, I like more of the natural presentations, uh, you know, like the shiner colors or the perch patterns. And if I'm in more of a darker water, I'll go with more of the brighter patterns with some chartreuses and oranges and things like that. But then there are times when in those clearer waters, the brighter lures will, will work. So what I like to do is when you get out with two anglers, say you and I are fishing together, I would like you to fish a different color than I would, even though if you think the traditional, say, black and silver or, or you know, like a clown pattern. Uh, fish one, one bright, one not so bright, and uh, let the fish tell you what they want that day. I think you're absolutely right. And by the way, it it doesn't hurt. You can have the cutters priced so economically. I think the suggested price on it is only like seven something, and you can get them even less in some stores. So you can have a few choices of size and patterns with the Berkeley cutter. So we're talking about the Berkeley cutter, and that was our tackle tip for today. And I want you to go out and try these. They really work. They're new over the last couple of years from Berkeley, and Steve and I have both been fishing them with just great success. Steve, before I let you go, though, I want to touch on a couple other things. You mentioned the show. I'm a huge fan of the show. 
And you brought up something that really, I think, makes it why people would want to watch. Because you do have two anglers, and you take two techniques, and you attack a body of water. And, you you know, and, and the for people who haven't watched it, and by the way, it's on the Sportsman's Channel. So we do get it here, folks. So make sure you tune in. It's a great show. But you guys, you'll, you'll each fish the same pattern for half the show against each other, but each choosing control of the boat and the pattern is kind of the general concept. But what that does, because even though you're fishing the same general presentation at the same time, you're each going to have your own nuances, and it really teaches you, doesn't it? It does. It, it, you, when you make good decisions, you benefit. When you make poor decisions, you, you get punished. And it really makes you look at the, the small things. I mean, an eighth-ounce sinker is half the weight of a quarter-ounce sinker. It doesn't sound like much. But there are times when it makes a difference between getting fish and not getting fish. And, uh, I mean, I, I was up against Justin Lucas last year, one of the Bass Elite guys, and he was fishing a three-odd hook, and I was fishing a four-odd hook, and it made all the difference between getting bit and not getting bit. And so what I like about the format and what I really like about the show is that when you get out and you're facing someone head-to-head in the same boat at the same time and you're fishing the same presentation – it really helps you appreciate the little things, and, and it, it allows you to really tweak those presentations to find out how good they can be. A lot of times you go out and you say, hey, they're not biting today, or they're not biting on this particular bait, while well, the other guy in the boat's catching them to the tar out of them, and you're not catching anything, and you realize that you know, it's the jig stroke, or it's the line, or it's the color. And um, what I've found is the, the presentations can be a lot more uh, versatile, a lot more effective, and I think everybody gives them credit for well, I, I really like the concept of the show. I try not to miss it. I definitely um, um, record it and watch it even when I'm traveling. I really love the new show. I do have to tell you, I got to let you in on a secret about myself, though. And we talk about, you know, I, I like you. I like to have the other person in the boat using a different technique so that we can kind of judge where the fish are and how they're reacting. And I'm going to share with you that there's a guy on the line waiting to come on named JR. He's from one of our shooting sponsors, and him and I kind of compete a little bit. So when I fish with JR this summer, I'm going to try to recommend a presentation to him that I think won't work, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, tell people how they find the show, about any contact, websites, anything else you have. Yeah, go to lakecommandos.com or jo- join us on our Facebook page. And we're on, uh, in the mountain time, we're uh, 8.30 on Sunday mornings and Saturday afternoons uh, and a couple other times per week. And then after Q2 is over, we're actually going to be on World Fishing Network as well. So we're on 52 weeks a year. And, uh, yeah, I really en- encourage people to watch it because it helps build patterns, helps people under really understand the process that goes into if you run into this, how does that affect your decisions on the water? And it's, I I know producing the show has helped me become a better fisherman. And I think uh, our viewers feel the same way after watching it. Well, I'm I'm a huge fan. Of course, I've been a huge fan of yours here, and I and I, I don't want to embarrass you, but I think you're one of the class guys in the industry. I've respected you for years. It's really been a treat to have you on the radio with us, Steve. And look forward to getting you on um, even further. We were talking today with Steve Finaz about the cutter uh, jerk bait from Berkeley. If you haven't tried any of these, go to your local store and pick up a few. You won't be disappointed. You can fish them year round. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Terry, thank you for the opportunity. You bet. Steve Finaz, Hall of Fame angler. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company, Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. 
Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. And we will be posting on our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, a link so that you can uh, enter to win an ice fishing trip with Nate Zielinski and I that is being sponsored by Sun Enterprises. And follow them on Facebook, too. And by the way, there's another reason to follow us on Facebook at Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. We're doing our tidbits of trivia. And today... The tidbits of trivia was there's been several Hall of Fame uh, outdoorsmen appear in the show. Three fly fishermen were listed on our Facebook page. They were Bob Clouser, Lefty Cray, and Bob Jacklin. And you had to know two of the three in order to win this uh, $50 um, How to Tie Poppers, Sliders, and Divers book from Steve Schweitzer. Mike knew the answer because he went to our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Mike's not a fly tire, so he donated the book back. We're going to give it to a young lady who is recovering from cancer, who has, uh, who is re- uh, who has uh, taken up tie flying. So, Mike, your donation will be well received. Let's go right to the phones now. And Jr. from Colorado Clays joins us. And Jr., I got to quit scheduling these top anglers where you can hear them. Yeah, it would do you some good, Terry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling we might be battling it out on a bass pond or two this year. Yeah, that's the plan. But you know, Terry, you were talking about the misdirection thing. You got to remember, I fish with Doug, so I've fallen for every trick in the book already. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Hey, let's talk a little bit about Colorado Clays. You know, that's why you called anyway. But you know, um, we talk a lot about you know the facility, of course, and we talk about the fact that individual shooters can come out there. They you don't need a membership. You just show up, and 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 there's you have shotgun, rifle, pistol. You have skeet. You have trap. You have wobble trap. You have the sporting clays. But you do a huge number of fundraisers for charity groups, and you also do corporate events, family reunions. I think people sometimes they hear us talk about that and they're not sure what that process would be. And maybe they get a little shy. Why don't you take us through from start to finish? What happens when somebody approaches you about these group outings? Boy, Terry, now that is really a great point, a great topic. Um, so, like I said, at Colorado Clays, uh, we certainly are Colorado's premier public shooting facility, and we do offer the finest staff, cleanest facility, and, of course, the greatest opportunities for anyone looking to enjoy shooting sports, ranging from, like you said, rifle, pistol, side inner practice, uh, the shotgun sports, trap, wobble trap, skeet, sporting clays, but... Let me first mention, you know, who we welcome and who we see at Colorado Clays throughout the year and really all the time. And some of them you mentioned, we do have just the individual that just wants to come out and shoot his gun. Uh, couples, families, uh, family reunions, groups of friends, birthday parties, bachelor and bachelorette parties. Uh, we even had a lot of small businesses that bring customers and associates from work. Um, other business groups that are maybe in town or, you know, in town in Denver from out of town, um, they need a break from a meeting or conference and they'll come out. And, you know, that's a real popular thing during our weekdays. The, the weekdays out here are very, uh, casual setting for doing little events like that. And we welcome everybody there. And then, of course, Terry, the thing we really specialize in so well, um, these corporate and fundraiser, uh, shoot events that range from under 20 people to several hundred people at a time. So back to your point, uh, what should a person do, you know, that maybe is interested in taking advantage of what Colorado Clays offers? Well, 
Let me start with that you know, first groups uh, and how really easy it is for those uh, people to to get what they're after. So simply uh, come to Colorado Clays during business hours. Uh, go to our clubhouse, check in, um, and right away our staff will greet you. Uh, we'll help you with any required waivers and such, ask you what you're interested in doing, um, where it would be. Make sure you have everything you need, whether it's safety gear, ammunition, or whatever. And then we'll send you to that part of our facility that's offering you know, what you're after. And at that point, one of our expert range officers will meet you, review the safety rules, show you how the equipment works, answer any questions you, that you might have, and then get you shooting. Now, if you're wanting to do a group event that you know maybe needs additional things, uh, such as a date on our calendar or rental guns, golf carts, uh, maybe your group would like a tent uh, set up just for your event or lunch, well, in that case, what you would do is give us a call or an email here at the range. Uh, we can plan out those details and make your event run perfectly. So, Terry, whether it's a small event or one of these very large ones uh, that we just talked about, we always work with you from start to finish, uh, everything from setting up your registration, making sure the entire group understands everything they need to know and they're comfortable and before we start your event, uh, all of that's in place. And then once we do get on the range at Colorado Clays, we have the very best of equipment, the best systems, and, of course, the best staff for making your experience the very, very best it can be. Now, one of the things I want to, you know, if you have your own um, firearms, your own pistol, rifle, shotgun you want to bring for the event or just to use the range, you can do that. But if you're looking to get into the shotgun sports, and you don't have a shotgun and you're thinking about buying one, they can come and shoot one of your rental guns, too. And that's a great way to get started in, like, sporting clays or skeet or trap. It, it really is, Terry. And this is for people of all skill levels. So whether you're a beginner and you need to rent a gun and you want to line up some instruction with us, um, we have the, the guns and the appropriate training area for that. And... If you're an experienced shooter, like maybe one of these out-of-town people or you're coming back from work and didn't bring your gun, uh, we keep a very good, um, high-quality fleet of Browning rentals. So there's guns that are, you know, appropriate for this type of shooting, and you can really get a feel of uh, what the right type of gun is for what you're trying to do here. Now, we're out of time, but um, you also have a pistol league coming up. Quickly tell us about that. All right, and thanks for that, Terry. The Spring Pistol League at Colorado Clays, uh, 12, 12-week league. It's going to start the 21st of March, and that's a week from this coming Wednesday. Uh, it runs from 5 to 7 p.m., and it's it, it, this is set up to be a very fun league that anybody can enter, Terry. It's uh, uh, no skill level required the way we're going to do the Lewis system. The payouts will be based on random um, groups of, one, of thirds in our total at the end of the thing. So anybody can win uh, shooting 10 shots at 5 yards, 10 at 15, 30 seconds uh, per 5 shots, 30-minute relays. It's uh, center fire only, factory ammo only, so the playing field is very even. And uh, it's only 20 bucks a week, and $5 of that goes right back towards payouts. So it's a win-win if you like shooting a pistol and a great time. All right. got to go, but it's coloradoclays.com if they want more info, right? 
ColoradoClays.com or give us a call. Get ready for on the water because we're going head-to-head, pal. All right, buddy. I'm all right. ready. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Let's go right back to the phones. And joining me from one of our favorite companies, a Colorado company, they're a superfood manufacturer right here in our backyard. We have Kevin Mason from Honey Smoked Salmon. Good morning, Kevin. Well, good morning, Terry. What a beautiful day. It is. I got to tell you, I'm vindictive today. Um, Karen is spoiled rotten. I figured that out. And she just got a new vehicle. Everybody treats her better than me. So when we get home this afternoon, we've got a bunch of honey smoked salmon in the refrigerator. I'm keeping it all for myself. Well, you deserve the best, Terry. <laughs> I think that's a great way to get even, though, because honey smoked salmon is so good that she's certainly so, going to certainly going to miss that. It's so good, and it's a protein superfood. So you know, for breakfast, it's great on a bagel to give you that energy for you know the spring. For all the events that we want to do, we're so excited about this great weather. Oh, it's just tremendous. Everybody's going to get outdoors. And all kidding aside, you know that Karen and I both love the product. You've been a partner of ours for a long, long time, and we really so much appreciate you. But the thing that makes it easy to represent you, Kevin, is we've been through your facility. It's not only the quality of of the salmon when we get it, how good it tastes, how wonderful it is, but it's the quality you guys put into every step of the process. So we know that when we pick up a package, it's going to be of that same quality. It's going to be made in the finest, cleanest conditions and to the best standards. And that really, really just sets you apart. Well, I always say the secret's in the fire, but really the secret too is find the freshest salmon on the market. In fact, your your salmon is never frozen. You bring it in, and then and people, you know, I mean, I guess if you buy too much of it, which I don't know how that's possible, and you have some, you could freeze it, but it stays in a refrigerator for a long time. For over 90 days, if you don't break the seal, 10 to 12 days, once you break the seal. And if you do freeze it, just defrost it in the fridge the day before. Yeah. And it's just like fresh. Well, I can't keep it long enough to freeze it. I have to eat it. <laughs> so where do they well, find I got you hooked, Terry. Well, I got you hooked. Uh, one of the one of the one of the joke. parks and wildlife guys came on right after I was talking about that you're a sponsor of the show. And he said, How come every time I listen to you, I feel like I have to go out and buy some honey smoked salmon? It's so good. He goes, <laughs> Kevin, where do they find it? Well, now we're at Walmart. So that's really great news for the Rocky Mountain region. Sam's Club, Costco, King Supers are one of our favorites, Safeway, Sprouts, and the local restaurants around town. All right. Kevin, thank you so much as always, and thank you for being such a great partner. Thank you, Terry, and thank you, customers. All right. You bet. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. And we are joined on the phones now by a good friend of the show, a frequent contributor, uh, Brad Peterson. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Terry. We had a friend of yours on just a little bit ago. Uh, Steve Panaz joined us this morning. I was listening. I heard him talking about jerk baits, and uh, that's definitely a, a great presentation to be using this time of year. I tell you, what a class, not only a legendary angler, Hall of Famer, but just one of the class guys in the outdoor industry, too. A very, I have a lot of respect for Steve. Yeah, he's he's one of the, the really good ones, like you said. Uh, so what is going on? I know you've been out checking some waters. We've got two or three th- things we want to cover. got some events coming up, but let's talk the fishing first. I know you were out checking some waters. What are you finding out there? Well, um, I'm finding that the fish are 
you know, as Nate was talking, the walleye seemed to be starting to, down in the metro area, move up to do some spawning, and uh, they're in the pre-spawn stage. They're spawning right down in there. I was down at Chatfield on Thursday, caught a couple fish. Up here further north at the Boyd area, our ice came off almost about a week later, and so our fish are just a little bit behind, but there's a lot of trout activity going on. When we get those nice sunny days, you're starting to see some bass move up shallow. And um, some other news, I don't know if you heard about it, but uh, Jackson, their boat ramp will be opening up Monday, and they'll be doing inspections from 8 to 4 in the morning, and then Friday, March 16th, Jumbo, uh, the boat ramp's opening. So our opportunities to get out on the water on the boats are starting to to get more numerous right now, and the shore fishing opportunities are fantastic. You know, I want to make a quick, uh, you know, we've been talking about the shore fishing for walleyes and for trout for the last few weeks. A lot of people are just getting out for the first time, and we talk about using the jerk baits. We talk about using the jigs with different trailers. We talk about the kind of structure to fish. But you know what? If you just want a family to get out fishing, go check the stocking report on someplace like St. Varane or Boyd or some of the smaller ponds. And you know what? If they've been stocked with trout last fall or this spring, get out with some Berkeley power bait paste, a simple sinker and a hook, and you're probably going to catch fish, Brad. Oh, definitely. And, you know, even some of the smaller ponds. I was uh, at a pond there at Mead in that area that we both, you know, are familiar with. And my dad and I were out, and we were just using a small little, like, crappie jig. Um, I had a little uh, small twister tail on a one thirty-second ounce VMC head, and he was using a little uh, Berkeley goat minnow underneath a, a float, and we were catching lots of trout in there that I think were stocked over the fall but have held over. And so even the small ponds are great opportunities to get out there, catch the, you know, Catch some of those stocker trout. Enjoy the warmer weather that we're getting here periodically. Well, and, you know, a lot of the smaller, a lot of the uh, fish on the front range, we didn't have consistent ice very long. And so they were stocked heavily in the fall thinking ice fishing. And they didn't get much, they didn't get harassed much. So they got fat and happy and there's plenty of them out there. Uh, That there is. And you mentioned St. Vrain. You know, that's a great place to go, and St. Vrain has a big event coming up uh, next weekend. Next Saturday, they're doing the St. Vrain Fishing Experience, so I'm sure there's going to be some fish put in there, and it's a good opportunity for someone who wants to learn about fishing, adults, kids, a lot of big groups that are going to be there giving demonstrations, and uh, a good time to just maybe go out and you know, learn a few tips and get out and catch a few fish. Well, let's talk a little bit more about it. Is it next? Is it a whole weekend or is it Saturday? What 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 is the timing of the event next weekend? It is next Saturday, March seventeenth, from nine a.m. to one p.m. Um, a lot of the stuff is going to be held. A lot of the displays right there. If you're familiar with the lake or, or the park, right as you come through the entrance on the right side, there's a larger parking area for the boat ramp and the Blue Heron area. And that's where they're going to have a lot of the seminars and presentations taking place. And there's um, Patriot Anglers going to be there. I'm going to be there. Um, uh, Jax is helping out. Uh, Shields. Um, you know, just a wide variety of groups, along with parks and wildlife people that are going to be there. There's going to be giveaways. And it's really geared towards people wanting to learn, you know, or who are new to fishing. And just getting people that basic this is the inaugural one and the goal is to to start off with a good one and keep it going every year so that 
we're able to provide that education to get to get anglers out there and have more success. Well, and I think it's uh, what a great place to have it because the St. Vrain ponds were heavily stocked. Now, they did get some ice fishing pressure, but only certain of the ponds, and it was on again, off again, and I'm sure they're going to restock it for this event. So if you're a family, you want to get your kids out fishing, you want to get started fishing yourself, you don't know where to start, this could be just hook, line, and sinker basic fishing where you're going to probably leave with a couple, a couple trout to take home. Yeah, that's very true. And the other nice thing is, is the park rangers are going to be around there. And the thing about St. Vrain is there's, you know, about seven or eight different ponds, and some of them are stocked different and have different species. So it's nice to have someone there who can say, you know, okay, here are the three ponds that trout are put in. You know, this pond's targeted more towards a, a walleye, um, you know, panfish fishery. There's there's one that's more of a catch-and-release bass lake. And so being able to know which lake you're going to and what you're targeting will also help your success because if you go to the the catch and release bass lake that doesn't have any trout thinking you're going to catch trout you might get frustrated and the only thing you need to do to be successful is just cross the road and fish a different pond all right brad before we run out of time uh, that event is next saturday um and i'm sure you can find more if you go to the saint Vrain site but real quick i know that the walleye club has some stuff coming up too yeah, the Colorado Walleye Association has their annual banquet coming up on Saturday, March 24th. It's down at the Lone Tree Golf Club, which is just off of Lincoln there, kind of by Lincoln in Yosemite. It starts at 5 p.m., um, and there's a silent auction, a raffle. It includes dinner. It's going to be like a barbecue brisket uh Meal really good. Price is fifty dollars for a couple, twenty eight dollars for an individual, and then kids eighteen and under or under eighteen are uh, eight dollars. So it's really geared towards a family coming out, having a good time, a lot of great camaraderie, and you know, fantastic items. There's a, a wall of rods giveaway. Um, people donate fishing trips and tournaments, and there's all sorts of fishing gear from local manufacturers and dealers. There's a a depth finder unit that's been donated by uh, Valentine Marine. So there, there's a lot of great product and opportunity for a fun time to talk walleyes and get to meet some other fellow walleye anglers. Well, Brad, we got to run. Is there a website? Yep, uh, colwalleye.com. And you can click on right on the front page. There's a little link that takes you to the information on the uh, banquet there. All right. Thank you, my friend. We will talk soon. We need to get on the water. Yep, Terry, thanks a lot. You bet. We're going to wrap it up here. By the way, coming up after us, we have, I believe, SAC semifinal basketball. You'll have a lot of basketball covered with this is Selection Sunday tomorrow, I believe. So everybody get your brackets ready. But thanks for joining us. Follow us on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. That's the number one key to knowing what's going on in the outdoors, what's on this radio station, what's coming up. Get your kids out to a stock pond, put some power bait paste on a hook, line, and sinker. You'll catch some trout. You'll have some fun. Tune in for all the tips. Follow me in the Denver Post. And make sure you follow us every week right here. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Karen, for making me sound like I know what I'm doing. We're going to let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour and basketball right here on 104.3 The Fan. Shimmering light.